0: Texas basketball loses at the buzzer on the road, then James Boswell joins the show for a little bachelor talk, then he's going to give a soapbox, and we'll finish up that interview with the rundown, and of course, as always, we'll finish off the show with the fun fact of the week. For those of y'all watching or listening, make sure you're liking, subscribing, commenting, and all those good millennial things. Do them now. Um, again, remember: if if you if you put a comment, you put a hot take, whatever, we'll get you shouted out on the show. Anyways, let's get started. Let Welcome in to the Thomas Fitch Show, presented by One and O Sports. I'm your host, Thomas Fitch. Excited for brand new episode. We will have the interview with James coming up in just a second but let's get started talking a little Texas basketball horns over the weekend lose 69 to 67 on the road to the Sooners. Never fun to lose to the Sooners but before anything else is said before we go into the breakdown the loss needs to be taken with a grain of salt because Roach doesn't play in the game uh, due to the suspension. And I've, I've talked to some people, and they've said, well, it shouldn't matter. Should be next man up basketball. My response to that is, sure. If you lose by 20, it's more than just a Kerwin-Roach problem. But when you lose by two, that's that's indicative of... The fact that your leading scorer is out of the game. I promise you if he's in that game, obviously it's a completely different game. But if he's in that game at, at the last two minutes, Texas wins that game. Because if you watch the last two minutes, or even when you go back to the start of the comeback, what what led the comeback was uh, Texas hit heating up from three. So they hit some threes. They play some defense. They storm back into the game. They get the ball with about a minute left. Hit the three, cut it to two. Jace Frebris from deep. Then OU gets the ball. Texas stop, gets the ball back with probably 10-second differential from the the overall clock and the shot clock. They waste waste time, can't get a play drawn up. I don't exactly remember what happened, but it was a bad shot. I think it was a three-pointer. Doesn't go in. OU gets the rebound, Texas fouls him. Oh, using a one and one. Oh, you misses the front end of the one and one. Texas goes down. Matt Coleman puts up a shot for three, and it's blocked. I promise you, with Kerwin Roach in this game, Texas is able to do something better because they're able to drive a little more. They're able to have more defenders drawn onto Kerwin Roach. So that's that's what I would say about about people who say it shouldn't matter if Roach is in the game or not. It absolutely matters. Look at Duke. I'm not comparing Zion Williamson to Kerwin Roach, but if you want to just talk about losing your star player, Duke lost to Virginia Tech last night. And not saying Virginia Tech, obviously they're not the worst team in the league, but they're that's a game they should have won. North Carolina, that was the game Zion got injured in. Goes out early. Duke loses that game. And and you look at Duke, they're a team with Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, other possible top five picks in the draft, and yet losing Zion affects them. And so Texas, a team with, I guess you could say Jackson Hayes, top 15 talent, but no one else on the team that would even be drafted outside of Kerwin Roach. And you're telling me Roach not playing shouldn't matter. Texas should still be able to win. It's hard. And in a, a sport like basketball that's such that's so team-focused, or sorry, not so team-focused, it's much more individual, you can't just say Texas should have won this game, it's next man up. Uh, regardless, it was a great comeback on the road. OU led by as much as 17 in the second half. Texas showed some good grit to fight back in the game. But I, like I said, I was a little frustrated with the last two um, possessions by Texas. Obviously, the last one with Coleman, there's five seconds left trying to take it down the court, but it kind of felt like they got the rebound off the missed free throw, took their time before passing the ball up the court to Matt Coleman, who got blocked. Regardless, they still got a shot off, and it just got blocked. It was a good play by Oklahoma. The, the possession before where they just passed it around and had to take a contested three, that's what, that's what concerns me more just with the fact that this offense can go so stagnant at times. And that's what, what's, what's worrisome when you talk about the committee looking at them for the tournament. And I think this game helps and hurts them as far as the committee looking them, at them. I think the committee can see, okay, this is a team that's been in a, a lot of close games. And here's one where it looked like they are going to get blown out and they are still able to make a comeback. I.e., the committee knows they put Texas in the tournament, they'll probably at least be able to be in a close game. And that's what they want. Especially with with an eight nine or a ten seven matchup, they're not looking for they're not looking for a team who can win at all. They're looking for a team who can give you a close game. Texas can do that. Now what hurt Texas in this game is the the stretches where there was nothing going on offense, and it's not just this game. It's just about every game where they have stretches where they can't figure out what's going on on it, you know on the offensive side because there's no no real plays. It's get the ball. Maybe if you get a lane, do that. If Jackson Hayes is in the game, try to somehow get a lob to him. And eventually, when none of that works, force up a contested three and hope it goes in. And that's what's plagued Texas all season. And that's what's that's that's the problem with being a defensive team. It's kind of ugly to watch. And defensive teams never went to the tournament. I mean, Shaka's VCU team was a rarity. Look at Virginia. Look no further than Virginia. No team has been better on defense over the last five, six seasons, has been as successful in the regular season as Virginia has been, and then not been able to do anything in the tournament as Virginia has, hasn't has been able to do. You need offense, and Shaka doesn't have that, but the fact that they've had some close games will help them with the tournament committee. as As we look forward towards the rest of the season, we say, okay, what does Texas need to do? You know, I said last week they need to win three out of their last five games. They lose to Oklahoma, so now it's now three of the last four. That means they're going to either have to beat Baylor, who they play tonight on the road. Iowa State at home. They play them on Saturday. That's a must win. Texas Tech on the road. That'll be tough. And home against TCU. Because of that Texas Tech game on the road, They really have to win out because I I, I find it hard to believe that they could beat Texas Tech on the road. The way Texas Tech is playing, they just beat Kansas by 29 points at home. So Texas, the margin for error is just about none at this point for Shaka Smart's team if they want to get in the tournament. I think if they can't win three of the next four, they're going to have to at least make it to the Big 12 championship uh, in the Big 12 tournament. As far as Roach's suspension goes we'll see if he can come back. My understanding is it's from the school, it's not from the team, which is why they don't have a timetable on his return. Not sure what it is. Uh because it's from the school it kind of makes me think it's grades. So, but I again I I just I don't know. Um so we'll have to see Texas. If Texas Texas will not make the tournament if Kerwin Roach does not play another game this season. If he's out for the rest of the season Texas doesn't make the tournament. That's that's my prediction. All right, so let's get to our interview with James. All right, we now welcome on recurring guest. What is it, fifth, sixth? Yeah, something like that. Something, something high, high number up there. Recurring guest, James Boswell. um, On the show, we got a lot to talk about with you. We're going to start off with a segment that uh, you're not super thrilled about. We're going to do it anyways, really quickly. A little bachelor talk for Guys who don't watch Bachelor, again, borrowing from Pardon My Take. We'll give it back in a little bit. Um, <laughs> I get the live stream going here. It's kind of weird <laughs> to watch. Um, all right, so last episode, it was Hometowns. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, kind of a boring episode.
1: Uh, so boring I really didn't pay any attention to it at all, actually. All right, so let's—, let's we're, See, we're getting to the part of the show where, like— it's not dramatic and exciting anymore. It's right. just it's just these people trying to get serious. And honestly, You're like wait a second, these people who have known each other for a month are yeah. deciding if they want to get married. And here's the thing, I really don't care who <laughs> Colton marries. I, I don't. I don't care about that at all. And so like now that the show's not in- exciting, yeah. I just have no interest in it at all. Yeah. It's not funny anymore. It's, it's just true. serious. And you also see how much these people are getting hurt. Like yeah. sending um Kaylin home I mean, it wasn't very far. She was already home. (laughs) But um, she looked genuinely hurt by that. And so you realize, like, this show is actually terrible. Yeah. You know, and it's not as much fun when you realize that the show is terrible, and it's really boring because I actually don't care. Yeah,
0: I mean, if we... You know, again, I wasn't Mm -hmm. watching it that much, but Kaylin was the first hometown, and her dad was like, I'm not sure. Yeah. You should be friends with her. That's an all-time comment there from a dad. Maybe you should just be friends with her. That's not something you want to (laughs) get. Especially when... Your daughter chose to go on a dating show. Mm-hmm. Well, it, that's the thing he
1: told he told <laughs> Kalen that he was like, "I think you should just be friends with this guy."
0: Yeah, and she's like, "I'm on a show that
1: I, the goal is to get engaged." I, I'm gonna have a soapbox segment later, but yeah, here, I'm gonna start with a little me soapbox. <laughs> little parents, when they when hometowns come around, all of these parents, every single one of them, was like, "I'm concerned that you're still dating three other women." <laughs> what the, I think they missed the idea that this show literally revolves around one person dating multiple people and no matter what happened in the show by the time hometowns came around there are still four people on the show yeah no matter how strong a connection you know it doesn't matter he could be completely dedicated to your daughter it doesn't matter there will still be four people on the show by the time he visits yeah so being upset with him for dating three other girls at the same time, like that's dumb because that's literally the rules. Yeah, that's so, what they signed up for. That is exactly what they signed up for. And if your parents have a problem with that, you need to talk to your child, son or daughter, <laughs> who signed up for a show involving multiple people. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I completely agree. So there you
0: go from Kalen to Hannah G, mm-hmm. and it was kind of a crappy hometown because their yeah, only, she lost some points. Their on only that one. date activity was uh, manners class.
1: Yeah, that was not, good. <laughs> and and that was that was awkward. It was awkward. It was it was it was a lot of. It, it seemed very stereotypical. She's like, "I'm in Birmingham, Alabama." The producers like, "You're in Alabama." <laughs> well, I, you just I love how it's just let's all, play up the yes, Alabama. The producers uh-huh. are just like,
0: "You're from here, so we're doing this."
1: From yeah, here. they they were all in the southern stereotype. I mean, he even, like there was even a line where Colton's like, I'm, "I consider myself a gentleman, but not a southern gentleman," <laughs> and I'm like that's a trope. Yeah, that's a trope. Absolutely. We don't need that. Uh, there was also the scene at the end with Hannah G. rapping very badly that needed to not exist. That was
0: unfortunate. That was because Hannah G.'s been one of my favorites. This she lost whole a show. lot
1: of points on this hometown.
0: And it all—it was A, it was mm-hmm. one of the whitest things I've ever that seen. Was like, so bad. no surprise she's from Birmingham, Alabama. But I'm like, <laughs> here's this, like, like very beautiful girl that she had to go and, like. you think she goes to the Iron Games? I don't know. No, there's no way. Not Not with that house. But just, it was a bad rap. Don't just if it, if you get you say to the gave end her a bad rap, it gave her her bad rap. <laughs> gave her a bad rap. If you get to the end of the show, just skip it. Yeah, not good. Um, then there was Tayshia's hometown, Tayshia's family, by far the best family. They seem yeah, and also the uh, I, I'm one not thing huge about on
1: Tasha her family really awesome. She got a lot of a lot of credit. For and that. it
0: was also not like hey, let's bring in like twenty members of the family. It was like mm-hmm. mom, dad, brothers. Yep, which I think makes a lot more sense absolutely when you're meeting the person for the first time. Yep. Um, and her dad seemed like. Really good. Pretty genuine, and his like questioning of her because he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm falling in love with her," and he's like, "Yeah, I know a lot of guys who can just say that."
1: Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, no." I, and I she's still on the show, so highly, I, I disagree I, with that. But I um I got a, she got a lot of points in my book just yeah. for her family. I think she had the best family on the show. Yeah, uh, that's fini- about all I paid yeah. attention to though. My phone rang and yeah, I started. Then doing you that didn't, and you said, didn't yeah, you didn't
0: watch Cassie. I yeah. honestly wasn't paying much attention. Her dad didn't like it. I thought that was funny. He was like, he seems like. A guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and despite not getting the blessing from either Tasha or Cassie's parents, I think parents, he got Tayshia's blessing. He kind of you're right, you're right, but especially Cassie's parents, he still chose Cassie over Kalen, which surprised me.
1: Yeah, but you, you're down on, you're but down honestly, on them. you're down on both. Here's, of them.
0: here's my prediction,
1: and this is you're gonna be surprised when I hear this. I think Tasha wins it all, honestly. Going into last night, I wouldn't have said so watching it. I think there's a really good chance she's a but, sleeper,
0: and here's the reason.
1: And I can't believe I'm. This is my sports podcast. If you told me a year ago I was be
0: breaking down the final three girls it's of the ball, all podcast. on you, buddy. I tried to talk you yeah, out of this. I know. Um, but his his interactions again. They, he's had like one or two dates with mm-hmm. all these girls, which again is crazy. He's about to propose to one of them. Yeah, that's the his m- date flaw with of Cassie and his date with Hannah G. Both of them, they were just making out. Yep. His his attraction to the it's much more just like, hey, I think they're cute, and yeah. like I enjoy being with them. But there's not much depth. Tasha, he's, like, done cool stuff, mm-hmm. like bungee jumping, skydiving. They seem to have better – and I think that's why she's still around is because yeah. he, she's the one – even if she's not necessarily as attractive, she's the one who, like – Well, that's the subjective measure also. Right. Again, all subjectivism. So words are hard. Every episode, words are hard. That's our words of hard, are hard for the day. Good. Anyways. Not what <laughs> anyways, anyways, that was a fist bump for those of y'all listening to the podcast on, on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, he seems to like have actually like gotten to know Taysha, whereas the other girls are like, yeah. hey, let's make out. Yep, I'm I'm right there with
1: you. So I think that's a good sleeper prediction. Let's move on. Moving on to James's soapbox. Ah, yes, my soapbox. Take it away. Um, so this is uh, something I realized um, this last weekend while at a couple of Texas baseball games, uh, college baseball's back. Um, yes, it is which is a wonderful thing. I like college baseball. I've never been really big on the MLB because they play too many games. <laughs> but college baseball is a sport I can get behind, um, especially when you've got a team like Texas and yep. a facility like Texas yep. and spring days like Texas. Yeah, um, yeah. went to two games uh, this weekend, and both of them featured many... Honestly, too many instant replay <laughs> moments. Yeah. Now, let me talk to you about instant replay in baseball. In the World Series, instant replay is a big deal. I think everybody from North Texas remembers the call in one of the World Series the Rangers went to and didn't win um, <laughs> where one of the Rangers players, I promise, I'm not very big on MLB baseball. That's why this is not, um, not very uh, <laughs> developed. But there was one, one call where the player was called out and he was never actually tagged. Or er, actually, no, that's not true. The Rangers player tagged out one of the other players, was called safe, and it ended up being a big deal, probably cost the Rangers a World Series. Um, I don't remember anything about it other than that it happened, and then it was a really big, annoying deal because the team didn't win the World Series. So in the World Series, I think re- instant replay is important. In the playoffs, I think instant re- re- replay is important. In the early non-conference season of college baseball, there you should not have instant replay in baseball, and here's why. Baseball in itself i 'm going to apologize before I say this to baseball fans is a boring sport <laughs> there 's not a whole lot of action the reason i mean it's it 's america 's game because it 's been around forever, and we like traditions, so it 's been around forever but it 's not exciting uh, and it doesn't, It just it doesn 't hold your attention that way. Why We like baseball because it 's babe ruth it 's Yankee Stadium before they tore it down, which was the worst idea in the history of sports <laughs> um, it's all of these things that we like about it, and one of the things we like is the absence of technology. There's no clock. They they actually got rid of the pitch clock idea too, they did. Uh, which is which is a good thing. That would have been if they had decided to go forward with that. Um, I would be vehemently against that, and that would be the topic of my soapbox. But there's no clock in baseball. There's no um, no uh, as as one of our friends is pointing out. There's no um, no penalties, right? No fouls or anything like that. You have to earn every score. You have to earn every out. You don't get anything gifted to you. Um, except for a balk, which we still don't understand. Um, those are weird. <laughs>
0: we'll never understand that.
1: Balks are weird. That's my takeaway. Um, no. there's So baseball basically remains relatively unchanged from when it was created, outside of some minor tweaks every now and then. Technology has remained away from baseball, other than ESPN's actually really good game tracker and stadium lights. And that's the appeal of baseball. It's sitting in a stadium, watching a game that was exactly the way it was played 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 100 years ago. That's what we like about baseball. Adding instant replay takes away that appeal. Yep. If I want like, if I want to watch baseball, I don't want to watch the umpires go to the little booth and look in the little booth. Because that's not baseball. No, it's not. So in, in important games like World Series, like professional World Series, maybe even college World Series, college baseball I don't think should have instant replay at all. But if the pros want to have instant replay in the postseason, I'm okay with that because there's a lot on the line there. College baseball, Texas versus Sam Houston State. Texas versus Purdue You don't need it. You don't need instant replay. If it was a bad call, just live with the bad call. This is, I mean, teams should be able to recover from bad calls. Yep. And bad calls are part of the game. You get bad calls in every other sport. You know, the NFL doesn't rev- doesn't review pass interference because they decided we don't want to waste that time. Yeah. There are a lot of bad pass interference calls. You just got to live with it. Baseball, you just got to live with it. You've always had to, and I think that's the way it should be. I don't like instant replay. I think it takes away from the appeal of baseball, and it should be out. Yeah, I agree. You play 162 games, you ought to be
0: able to figure out who's good. One or two bad everybody.
1: calls will even out over that big of a season.
0: You can throw it in the playoffs, but it's regular season, no. yeah All right, let's get to finish off this interview with the rundown. We're just going to hit on a couple topic- yep. topics real quick. First, Texas
1: to the Pac-12. There have been some rumors. Good or bad uh, idea? No, bad idea. Bad idea. And here's why: <laughs> Texas played Cal three years ago. Yep. In California. Yep. That game, I stayed up till two a.m. watching that game, and we I lost didn't even too. Think about time zones. So time zones is a Frank. problem because the West Coast teams in the Pac-12 they're used to playing their games at seven o'clock. Everybody loves a seven o'clock game. It's not fair to ask the Pac-12 teams yep. to not play seven o'clock games anymore just so the people in Texas can watch. I mean, it would be the most Texas thing to do, but it's not fair to them. So you got to watch about you got to worry about time. Yep. Um, jet lag on jet, the flights. Yeah, I'm no. thinking. that I'm looking at this <laughs> no. from a fan perspective. Two hours, you no, can you can I recover agree. from two hours, but <laughs> but from a fan perspective, I don't want <laughs> no. three games a year that start at nine o'clock. No. Pac-12 after dark is great because I don't care who wins, so right. I can go to bed at midnight right. if I want to. Right. But if my team is playing, I want to watch that. I don't think it's good. I don't want to be going out to California for a away game. Same as the thing about the Big Twelve. We got away games in Fort Worth. Yep, Waco. Yep, Lubbock, which yep. is basically California, Base. distance wise. Distance wise, not not wise. not. Lu- no, no, <laughs> Lubbock is not California. Bob Knight compared it to Iraq. Um, but you got you got Lubbock, Stillwater, drivable in a day. Yep. Ask the Longhorn Band; it's doable. Um, Waco, Fort Worth, like I said, you know, you got to fly to West Virginia. That's a long way. Yeah, but like Ames, Ames, and then the Kansas schools; those are far away, but not like Oregon. Or Washington—that's really far. That's a long way. Austin to Washington—that's a long way. I don't want to do that. I want my ninety-minute drive to Waco. Yeah. I want my three-hour drive to Fort Worth. You know, it it makes no sense for Texas to leave. Also, you go to the Pac-12 now. The Oklahoma game is a non-conference game, and but you might bring because it would be like Pac-16.
0: You bring like
1: four teams. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. I don't want to play Arizona. No. I don't care about Arizona.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it would it would be weird. It would mess up the order of everything. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. We if, like if anything, the Southwest Conference. If anything, add in Houston and SMU or, you know, I don't know, something like that. Or
1: Colorado and Nebraska. Col- yeah, but Please. I don't know if they're going to win. Oh, no, they wouldn't come back. No, but th- but as long as we're talking Dream Conference, Texas to the Pac-12 is not it.
0: No. Uh, does Texas basketball make the tournament? Yes or no?
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Four games left. Let me tell you, road, Texas basketball hold. makes the tournament by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. Chin, I agree. I agree. And then loses in the first round. I agree.
0: Yeah, I think the the committee has liked us so far this season. The, the
1: te- this Texas basketball team is a team that can win games. Yeah. Not on the road. Can't win on the road. No. But can win games and therefore is an exciting pick. Exactly. If you're looking at bubble teams, this team can be really hot. And it's and not, it's not a great bubble shot. this season. Well, and Texas help. is a brand. They're a huge brand. Uh, Texas is a brand. You want to have Texas in there. Yep. Because it's a brand.
0: All right. Kyler Murray. What where about? does he get drafted? Oh, where does and he get drafted? And how successful? Let's just say an order of quarterbacks. <sighs> Basically, it's Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Drew Locke
1: are your top three quarterbacks. Mm. Honestly, I'm high on Drew Locke. Uh, I think he has NFL potential because he was good in college but not yeah. a superstar. And people love... who were good in college but not superstars have been good in the NFL. I'd love for him to see so I'm high, high on Drew Locke. Um, I think Dwayne Haskins. If you look at him, he's proven that he's he's good and he has what it takes. Kyler, I think it's going to take a team with a visionary. Um, Frankly, uh, Arizona. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Here's Cliff Kingsbury is the kind of brain who would draft Kyler Murray. He is. He Um, is. You know, I don't. Here's the thing with Kyler. I think everybody says he's too short to be successful. I think he's um, just a good enough athlete to, to. want to try I understand I've, I've for a while have been saying he should have gone to the, to the MLB I understand right. his desire to go to the NFL though to shut everyone up so in that yeah. case I do think he won't be as bad as everyone says he is I also don't think he's gonna be a la- long-term star I agree um, normally he would go to Cleveland <laughs> um, but they already have a <laughs> Heisman winning great. quarterback yeah, from Oklahoma and that's actually working out pretty well for yeah him. honestly so I don't so yeah Cleveland is out although he is kind of like the Johnny Manziel of this draft except more successful yeah. probably better all around so right now I'm going to say Arizona because yeah. a, a, a normal coach is not going to draft no. him. No, no, that's, and that's why it, I... takes, again, it takes going to take someone like Cliff Kingsbury, who also probably won't be in the league very long yeah. anyway. So <laughs> he doesn't really have to worry about the ramifications of, of that hire. Or I or think of that, yeah of that draft.
0: I think he either goes that high to Arizona or he falls. I think I honestly wouldn't be that surprised if the Redskins take him because he's very much he fits the Redskins offense. He fit Jay Gruden mm-hmm. would love to have a quarterback. I wouldn't. I'd much rather Drew Locke, but. If he doesn't get, like, the Jaguars at 7, they're oh, taking Dwayne Jags. Haskins.
1: Yeah. They're not taking Kyler. Right, because Tom Coughlin has a brain. Right.
0: And, and No just offense not their to style. Kyler Murray,
1: but Dwayne yeah. Haskins is a better fit for the NFL. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's
0: coming up a couple months, but Combine is this weekend. Yeah, that's so going to we'll be we're going to see
1: a bunch of overreactions
0: mm-hmm. based off people running in shirt and shorts. <laughs> that is <laughs> the, the underwear, NFL Combine. Underwear Olympics. Um, all right, so finishing things off, Texas baseball, just give a little preview. We, we watched a couple games this yeah. weekend.
1: Yeah, we did. Um, watched, watched several games. It was yeah. a good weekend for baseball. It was. Um, I, I like this team. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, it's unrealistic to expect to them to be to as, as good as uh, as last year's squad yeah. was. Also, it took last year's team a long time to get good. Yeah. Um, but I like what I've seen so far. I think this is a team that won't be here this year but next. Yep. Uh, a lot of young guys. Yep. Um, my young superstars right now, Bryce Regan filling yep. in for the uh, injured David Hamilton. Absolutely. As much as we miss David Hamilton, Regan Bryce Regan, well. I've been, I've loved what I've seen from him. He um, has the bat. I, I would say he's not quite there defensively, but he'll get there. No, but he has made some good plays, he has, yeah. and he's he's got some speed. Yeah, but yeah, he's got a bat too, which is good. I think, um, you know, there were some sloppy plays that I saw this weekend. Yeah, you know, once we get a little farther into the season, this LSU series. Is going to be a big test. One, I think this team can be dangerous in conference. I know the Big Twelve is rough for baseball. You got TCU, you got Tech; those are all hard outs mm-hmm. always. Uh, Baylor's actually supposed to be pretty good this year. Yeah, um, you know, so it's going to be it's going to be a rough slate. But honestly, this is a team that I think can make some noise in the conference this year. Um, can maybe get out of a regional. Yeah, um, in the postseason, depending on how the rest of the season comes together, a lot of talent. I don't think they're ready to make a deep run, though. Because they just don't have the uh, the strength.
0: Yeah, a lot a lot of youth on the team. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna come down to, you know, how can they if they can be clicking yep. by the end of the season, kind of like they did last year. It'll be the question of who's gonna step up and fill that Cody Clemens spot. Yep. as the star what player, I really like Junior Austin Todd. Big Austin Todd, been playing here, good. Yeah. A couple home runs mm-hmm. in the series against Purdue, um, batting well over three hundred. Yeah, absolutely. It's great for him to kind of come in and and. I think this is his first season like sh- sh- as a starter starter. Um, he's exciting to watch. Ryan Reynolds, a little cliche, but he's been incredible. Yep. Made some incredible defensive plays. I will
1: say, though, out of all—I mean, those guys are all returners. I'm really yeah. impressed with the young guys. I've enjoyed watching them. I'm looking yep. forward to watching them grow throughout the season. So I think this team is going to be a good team. I don't yep. think they're going to be as good as, as last year's squad that made it to the College World Series. Yeah. But, yeah, next year, watch out. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's
0: all we got, James. Thanks for joining us. always a pleasure. We'll have you on probably pretty soon. <laughs> all right. Okay. So we're gonna finish up the show, as we always do, with the fun fact of the week. This one coming from Jesus Ortiz Paz Fr. Paz for I don't know. I, and I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start like tweeting these videos out and like tagging the people and see if I can get some comments. Anyways, uh, he posted a picture of him drinking, it was like grape soda or something like that, and said, fun fact, I drink my drink after, in all caps, after I finish my meal. Who else does the same? Who else does the same? Psychopaths. Now, granted, I'm not saying you can never drink your drink after you're done with your meal. But if I'm, let's, let's, let's make a scenario. I'm going to Whataburger. I go in there, I order a patty melt as I always do. I get the full meal. It comes with fries. You're telling me, and I let's say sweet tea. You're telling me I got a sweet tea sitting there. I take a couple bites of the burger. You're not going to sweet for the sweet tea to wash that down? Now you get a couple fries. Still not going to the sweet tea. A couple more bites of the burger. Still no sweet tea. Finish the fries. Still no sweet tea. Finish the burger. Now you can drink. What a sick world we live in if people drink their drinks only after they finish their meal. I guess people just like dry mouth. Anyways, that's all we have for today's show. We'll be back here next week before taking possibly the next two weeks off. But anyways, from the Thomas Fitch Show, I'm Thomas Fitch. Hook 'em horns.